The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tung. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. I'm your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And I'm delighted to welcome to the show today Ellie Crystal, the motivator, the mind, the brain behind www.crystallinks.com, which must be one of the most significant uh, communication tools that we have in the world of conscious reality today. Ellie, welcome to the show. Uh, welcome, Peter. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm always interested in how this uh, metaphysical journey started out for, for people. So tell us a little bit about your background before we get into the actual show. How far back? <laughs> <laughs> you go back as far as you need to. As far as go all the way back. <laughs> Um, should we? You want to go back as far as when I was a child? And my yes, experience? I'm sure there was something significant there. Please do, yeah. Okay, no, basically, um, I guess this has kind of become a cliche thing. I did have a near-death experience when I was five, and uh, I had pneumonia, and I was in a hospital. So, you know, most people who are in metaphysics or healers or whatever have some sort of experience like that. Um, but basically, that one was about, I saw myself, I went into the light, I saw myself sitting on the branch of a tree with a little boy, and he, you know, I didn't want to go back. I don't think anybody wants to come back here to tell you the truth, <laughs> and I just wanted to stay up there and play with him and be part of whatever I was enjoying with him. You know, later I would understand the symbology of all of that, but... He said, you come back, and I will meet up with you later in your life, you know, that you have a special journey, a special destiny, and I will meet you. And he came back to see me as a little boy who helped dictate the book that I wrote called 2012 Saren Alexander. His name is oh. Alexander. We'll, we'll come back to that book later. So he was actually the person that gave you that information. He well, I, he didn't introduce himself to me in the near-death experience as Alexander. He was just a little boy, and we were just sitting on the branch of a tree. At least, you know, this is how my mind conceptualized it. Yep, yep. And I remember we're sitting and swinging our little legs together, and we're just so happy. And and it's I didn't have a bad life. I don't come. I'm very lucky. I don't come from a dysfunctional background. There's no abuse. There's no drug abuse. None of that kind of thing. It's just that once you get out of a physical body and you're sitting on the branch of a tree with another kid, you, you, you kind of want to hang out for a while, you know? Totally happy. 
Yeah, and my second childhood experience was um, when I was 11. Nobody ever knew exactly what motivated my mother to do this, but we live in Brooklyn, New York. I'm still in Brooklyn, New York on the water, always have been. And she took me to uh, Nevada. And we were in the desert, and I had my mother was very psychic, and I had an experience, an encounter on a UFO. It wasn't your classic UFO abduction thing where it was ongoing through the years. This was more of a, I guess it was a contact experience, where, again, I was on a UFO. I was taken off the planet. I remember looking out the window. And, again, it's the same little boy. It's like... You know, it's probably like a spirit or a spirit guy that's associating with me, and he's, again, my age. doesn't say much to me, but I was, you know, told by a man and a woman in white robes, no aliens, no grays, none of that. And I was just told that I had a future, a special future, a special destiny. It would unfold at a certain point in my life. I was given a lot of information, and that's when I came to understand what reality is about, and, you know, what my purpose would be in it. And then from there, I just went back to being a kid and having fun. <laughs> and, then, and then as an adult, obviously, something happened that, that you began your journey. Well, you know, I, I did a blog about that also. We have these little childhood things or early teen things that happen to us, like a UFO experience or seeing a ghost or seeing something, something paranormal that stays with us. And we kind of shelve it in the back of our mind because it doesn't really fit into our everyday agendas. And then all of a sudden, we, our consciousness goes into a higher frequency. And when it does, it calls to mind an experience had as a child or as a teen. And one starts to say, oh, wow, this happened and that happened. It's just one of these little things that sends you on your journey. I mean, I've always been psychic. Since I was 11, I've been psychic. I cured a little girl with water on the brain, though I chose not to be a healer. I just have this thing about the whole healing world for myself. I mean, I understand other people do it, but not for myself. And I just, my journey has been very um, down-to-earth. I'm not a la-la wounded soul. I, got a, I, I was abused, so therefore, you know, I have to spend the rest of my life healing the planet. It's not like that. I was shown what reality is. I was shown what my destiny is. And the rest was just about following it through when the time was right and it's like everything that I was told would happen would happen, including a return visit from Alexander. So that's kind of the long and short of it. And so um, before the website happened, then you did traditional type, well, traditional, you did psychic readings for people? No. Uh, as a teen, I led a very fun teen life. Most people have sad stories in their teen lives. I was... A cheerleader, I graduated high school at 16, college at 20, master's at 21, I was Miss Brooklyn, I had, I had a really good life. Yes, I was psychic and yes, I knew things, but I never told anybody about it. I didn't apply it because it didn't fit into uh, 1950s, 1960s life in Brooklyn. And I just went about my business, got married, had kids, was a teacher, did all the normal things that nice Jewish girls do, 
And then I wound up, um, by the time I got close to 40 and my kids were getting bigger already, it was time to embrace the destiny that was told to me when I was 11 years old. It was like, it's just there. It's like one day you're walking one path, you're the nice 3D person who's taking care of business and doing all things responsible, which I still do. Um, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, this whole journey, these doors are opening, and this is the road I have to take. And I did, and it, it's been a very interesting journey. I've been very lucky, even in my metaphysical journey. I've met incredible people. Crystal Links was part of my destiny. And I just met the most amazingly wonderful people. I've met people from all walks of life, but, you know, when it comes to this metaphysical stuff, okay, I'm a psychic who really doesn't socialize with other psychics. Like, they kind of, like, call each other, psych on this for me, psych on that for me, am I going to meet a man? I'm I'm not one of those kind of psychics at all. I I don't play that, you know. Um, I'm just different. I don't know how to explain it, but very down-to-earth, very pragmatic, and very different. That's a good thing, though. So tell us how Crystal Links all came about in the first place. Well, I started the journey in mid-'80s and, you know, studying basic things with friends like crystals and, you know, the same way most people start. I never was big on meditation. I I have a spirit guide. I've got to say that, my God. When I was... <laughs> Uh, on the UFO, I met my spirit guide, who is a raster, who we call Z. He's all over Crystal Links. And I always dialogue with him, so I have no need to meditate. If I have a question, I just ask Z, and Z just gives me the answer, or any number of other spirit guides I used to work with, but don't anymore. And, you know, it was just one day Z just coming to me as my journey was moving along and I was meeting these people and I had done my own television show called The Metaphysical Experience for two and a half years and Z just came and he said, okay, now we're going to do this website. And I was like, oh, you know, I didn't, I really had an old computer so I went out and got my first Apple computer back in the day, 1990, the end of 1994 and I got an Apple and I just started with the first, I had a friend named Mark who helped me, you know, type in and put up the first 50 files. Um, and from the first day it hit the airwaves, Crystal Links was a very successful website. Um, I don't know what else to tell you about Crystal Well, Links. I think we should just talk about it a little bit because people need to know. I mean, I know, okay, for example, Crystal Links you, you get a... is a name that, that Z gave me. It's Crystal Links with one L C R Y S T A L I N K S dot com. Um, it's got everything in there. It is a work in progress. As humanity and consciousness is evolving, so is Crystal Links. It looks nothing like it did when it first came up. I mean, I have over 10,000 files at this point. Um, they've got pictures, mostly illustrated. They, they have everything that you want, but the basic thing that I love about it is that all of the files pretty much interlock with other files. So when you're you're reading a file, you know, when you have a question about something, it'll click you over to something else. It could be something in Crystal Links, it could be something in Google, something in Wikipedia. But if you have a question about something, 
it's right there. It's almost like a Wikipedia of metaphysics. It's very, Crystal Links just says, you don't have to meditate for answers. You don't have to do anything for answers. They're coming now. They're coming hard. They're coming fast. Look at the world. Look at the collapsing political systems, economic systems, natural disasters, weather patterns. Um, religion doesn't work. Politics doesn't work. And Crystal Links kind of says, you know, people are tired. Souls are very, very tired. Your listeners may also be feeling, wow, my soul is tired. Crystallings takes you on a journey. It doesn't tell you you have to believe anything. You believe whatever you want because I'm an Aquarian and that's my theory. Draw your own conclusions about everything from 2012 to whether or not you should meditate or or things with relationships and stuff of that kind. I have many, many blogs I wrote myself, and a lot of it is just instructional information, too, about science. I am very much enmeshed in science now. I love physics. Um, Crystal Links is my adventures. It's so much. It just goes on and on and on. But the great part is you go from one part of the journey to the other because at this point in time, people have to understand Science and pseudoscience and science and science fiction, they're all merging. You know, science fiction from yesterday, today is science. It's quantum this and quantum that, and it (laughs) just goes on and on. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Absolutely. Now, I know you get um, typically over a million unique hits a day on on Crystal Links. Yes, I do. I think one of the big turning points was was around about the 9-11 event, wasn't it, when people suddenly started switching on to what you were doing? Well, it was very interesting. I happened to witness 9-11 because I live in Brooklyn, but the part of Brooklyn that when I stand on my terrace, I used to be able to see the Twin Towers. And from the window where I work, I can see the Atlantic Ocean, the Verrazano Bridge to my left, but I can see Manhattan to my right. And I actually saw the second plane crashing into the tower. And it was almost like as I was sitting there blogging, I was actually reporting what I saw, what was going on, what was on the TV. It was... It was like suspended animation. There's no words to describe something like that. It was like this re- one reality ended and another reality popped in. Like we was in the state of suspended animation for several days, and then boom, we're in another reality. Um, most people came in at that time. Whenever there's a huge event that happens on the planet, they come in and they check out Nostradamus. I'm not sure why everybody thinks Nostradamus has all the answers to everything because he was so cryptic, and you could, you know, define him so many different ways, it's hard to say what he was talking about. But on that day, the files on Nostradamus went crazy. Everybody was looking in those files. And that's what they, between that and what I was reporting, you know, like hour to hour, is what people came in for. We're going to have to go to our first break at this point. Sorry to cut you off, but we'll come back to this topic on our return. Talking with Ellie Crystal of Crystal Links and the 9-11 event and the interest in Nostradamus at that time. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. 
How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. Today I have with me Ellie Crystal of the website crystallinks.com, which is an incredible um, internet connection. It just, it just uh, is a wonderful... You can spend the rest of your life on that website. There's so much information, a detailed in, index. And as Ellie said in the first segment, it's all integrated uh, with each other. And so it's really uh, a wonderful, wonderful thing that you've created, Ellie. Thank now, before you. The break, before the break, you were just talking a bit about the 9-11 event and the fascination with Nostradamus at that time. Just finish that story for us. Oh, sure. Basically, after 9-11, people came into Crystal Links because they were searching for answers. And when people can't find answers in the physical world, they like to go, you know, and they like to see what the prophecies hold. And Nostradamus seems to be the main person connected with that. So, you know, there were so many people looking at the different quatrains and speculating on whether or not he actually foresaw that. You know, in everybody's heart and in their soul, they know something is coming, something is happening. It doesn't have to be the world's biggest disaster. Something is occurring in consciousness now, but something else is going to happen, and that's why people look to the prophecies. Um, Nostradamus, I spoke about him on the History Channel, and that was quite interesting. Um, whether or not Nostradamus actually saw 9-11 and the new city being hit, you know, yeah, yeah. it's up to anybody's interpretation. You know, I'm not going to say he definitely saw it or he definitely didn't see it. He just, like, you know, all the people listening who have some degree of psychic abilities, he may have seen some tall buildings that got hit by a flying object and had no idea what it was about. You know, so maybe that's what he saw, that he would have, it's it's called reading the grids, the timelines and the grids, that he could have seen this future event, absolutely. You know, so that, but other people may have also, they just never recorded it. 
I'm I like glad those, you mentioned, I glad you mentioned you know, the, uh, the grid. Thomas. I think he was pretty cool, a little crazy, <laughs> but cool. And um, But I just know that the information is always out there, and anybody can find it if they really they had a look. I'm really glad you've mentioned about the grids and the timelines, because I know that's something that you have a real understanding of. So when you just explain to the listeners uh, uh, as simply as you can what you mean by the grids and the timelines. Oh, there's no such thing as simple. I do all-day workshops on this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking over our timeline here. But, um, okay, reality, as I was taught, as I believe, and as, as it is unfolding, and as any psychic will tell you, is, is consciousness. It's sound, light, and color. We are light. We are energy. Um, tones create realities. Realities are created by into grids. There are individual grids for our individual experiences. There are collective grids, and then there is the master grid into which anybody can place their consciousness Timelines, of course, speak for themselves. Timelines are events that happen in a specific time. Uh, we also know, of course, that there are multiverses, which means timelines can vary, that you and I could be having this conversation somewhere else in another parallel reality or alternate universe with slight fluctuations. You know, it's it really goes a lot into quantum mechanics, quantum physics. It's really fascinating. When I read the timelines of people, when I see them during the reading, I, I can see that there are several in most cases. I read the strongest timeline, the one that I feel the person is going to take, not the one they should take. I can't put my own self into their reading. But, for example, let's say somebody is in a really bad, abusive relationship. My personal self would tell that man or that woman, you're going to leave. But that's, that's me. That's me saying, get away from the other person. But then I read the timeline, and I just tell them the truth, that they're going to stay with this person for whatever karmic reason is keeping them in the relationship. could be money, children, who knows what, you know. I mean, it's very convoluted, and whether or not I actually see them ever leaving the relationship. So it, it gets a little, you know, these are the timelines. And, and by the way, because the grids themselves that comprise our entire um, hologram here, we exist in a hologram, um, they're collapsing now, and that's why everything around you, from the people you meet in the street who you think, whoa, these people are a little wacky, um, every, everything is going to be very obtuse and get more so, you know, in the time ahead. So that leads us to the uh, prophecies uh, all around the 2012. So, so what, what have you seen yourself there? What, what's your interpretation? Okay, we live, it's now 2010. And in 2010, everybody's a psychic. Everybody can meditate. Everybody can see. Everybody can read a timeline. Pretty much everybody. Everybody can go into their soul and in their gut, and they can come up with a conclusion about 2010. I write on my blog, whatever you believe is going to happen. You know, just don't. Just come to your own conclusions. 2010 to me, or I don't go by dates because time is an illusion too. But 2012, to me, is a metaphor 
for the reality that we're experiencing in closing, evolving, pick a word. We come from light. We're having a physical experience. We're going back to light. Everybody, not some people, you know, a lot of people feel, well, some of us are leaving on UFO ships, on this thing, on that thing, and we're going back to be light beings, and the rest are going to stay here and and continue being physical beings. That's not how I see it at all. Uh, I also need to say this much about the prophecies. There is a strong pulse in the prophecies that, yes, everything is evolving, consciousness is evolving, the world is obviously falling apart in all senses of the word, but that we're going to this la-la land physical reality where we're all going to live happily ever after. And that's not true. That is absolutely, totally not true. And it's, that's a very important point I like to make because... Consciousness itself is going back to light for everything and everybody. There is no taking your body, your Peter body, your Ellie body, and putting it into this perfect place where everybody lives in love and light and all this other nonsense. That's for the wounded souls to believe. They need to believe they're going to go to this utopia. It's not happening. When you're in a physical body, you live in duality. There will be drama. There will always be drama. Even if you live in a peaceful community where everybody is very happy, get along, nobody has issues, so something will happen, so there'll be a big storm and and things will happen. There'll be an earth change. That is the nature of the physical program to create drama. You can't escape it. So if people are telling you we're shifting grids, we're moving grids, we're going to make this all beautiful and light, no. When people do energy work and grid work, it's to balance their own chemistry in their brain so they can see beyond and understand the true nature of reality, how it happened, how it began, and where it's going. And it's going there real soon. Whether it's exactly on 2010, I don't know. Everything inside of me says really, really soon. It won't be that much longer. So that's my take on this because I'm around a lot of metaphysical people, although it's becoming less and less. I have to tell you, Peter, uh, it used to be where everybody used to think they could get together on a solstice or this or that and they could shift this grid, shift that grid, go here, go there. They don't do that as much anymore as they used to because I used to sit and blog, nothing's going to happen. It's not. It's it's pre-programmed. We are pre-programmed for closure now. And nothing's. It's, there's no going back. You know, I mean, this is it. We're going home. We're going into light. We're not going to be here anymore. And then we can go off and do other things. But this particular experience is locked in and good to go. So you can, when you meditate in your in your sacred sites with your friends, with your other people who are healers, however you do it, you're doing it to lift and raise your own frequency and your own consciousness, not that of the, of the grids in the program. And I've been blogging this for 15 years, and it's like, obviously, I'm right, because, you know, the pro- program is playing out the way it's supposed to, and people are not that enmeshed in we're going to change the whole thing. Can 
Can I say one more thing? Do we have time? Yes, you do. Yeah, you just got about a minute. Yeah. Okay, this is important too. With the healing and energy work, because this was big. I wrote two blogs on that so far this year. One, people used to like to do their little Reiki circles and their little healing circles, and let's just do our little hands thing, you know, and we'll all work together and all of that. The grids have shifted now because the program is closing. People don't just want to help and heal a few people. Everybody wants to help and heal the world and the planet. It's it's a grid program. People don't get that. It's in the grid now to want to help on a global level, to go out there and help in Haiti, to go here, to go there, to do this. It's like healing and helping one-on-one may make you feel better and help you heal yourself and help yourself, but people want to do it in a group way, in, in a huge way, because they want to feel the energy of a huge group consciousness, not just, let's say I'm a Reiki master, me sitting around and with a bunch of people doing some Reiki work, which was never my thing anyway. That was a waste. But, you know, it's like... People want to do everything globally. It's The word is unity. Everything is coming back into one. And there's so many teachers out there, so many books, so many things. They're all saying the same thing. Everybody's saying the exact same thing. If you, for the listeners who want to be healers, uh, teachers, whatever you want to be, it's very, very easy. You want to be a psychic. The frequency of the planet is so high now that you can do it. Years ago, you had to sit and meditate and do crazy things for like years to get there. You don't have to do that anymore. You want to be a healer? You don't have to study any modality. You just sit there, put your hands out, connect your consciousness with the higher grid energy, and boom, your hands are vibrating, and there you go. Your palms are vibrating, and you're good to go. It's so easy now. I'm a believer in keeping everything easy and breezy. But not to go off into the La La Land tangents. We'll go to our second break now, Ellie. So I'll, we'll hold you there and we'll come back and continue with this discussion after this break. This okay. is Peter Tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Listening on a Higher Dimension. Seventh Wave Network. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tong left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. How many of us haven't felt ripped off at one time or another? Don't you wish you had some place to tune in for the answers? Join Jennifer Litwin every week on The Shop Cop. She'll take the time to explain real value and keep you away from the fraud that's out there in the shopping world. Jennifer has become the shopper's advocate, which means she can get you on the right track. 
Her guests are a who's who in the retail world. Don't get caught making a mistake in this down economy. Jennifer Litwin is here to help. The Shop Cop, live Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. And Today I'm having a fascinating discussion with Ellie Crystal of crystallinks.com and before the the break Ellie was talking about uh, preparing ourselves for the upcoming changes whenever they're going to be so Ellie just just give us your take on the actual changes to do with the planet itself the earth changes well back in the day when I first started um, writing crystal links and I started blogging this is 1995 there was a show that's still on, actually. It's Coast to Coast now, but then it was the Art Bell Show. And people used to talk about things like the quickening and a lot of – I never stay up that late. Here in New York, that's like the middle of the night for me. But, you know, you could pick up little blurbs of it on the uh, website. And people would, you know, say, well, we're going to leave here. Some of my clients would say, well, we're, we're going to get away from the coasts. We're definitely not going to stay in California because everything is saying by the end of that decade, you know, by the new century, things are, new millennium actually, you know, everything is going to change and everything is going to fall apart. And I told all my clients, don't move anywhere, don't go anywhere. When the earth changes all hits, it's going to be at the end and they're going to hit hard, but it'll be at the end anyway, so it really doesn't matter. And all these California people, I mean, I knew so many of them. I had met them through the years before 95. They all said, no, 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 we're going to go. And I said, where are you going to go? You're going to go live up in a mountain somewhere? You're going to go live underground? And then you're going to come up to what? You know? The earth changes are all part of the grid collapsing. What they're doing is they are awakening the consciousness of the people who don't look at the esoteric sides of life. You know, they they have no interest in anything metaphysical. They just plod along on the day-to-day. Nothing is going to shake them by the shoulders and say, wake up, you know. So those people, um, they have to look around because they see that these earth changes are accelerating exponentially. The I wrote years ago that when the earthquakes come, they're going to come quicker, sooner together, closer together, and with greater intensity. And that's what, you know, is happening. I also said watch the volcanoes, watch the fault lines, watch the ring of fire. I'm going back to the 1990s. I blogged all this stuff, you know. I said because it's going to get more and more. Now, of course, we know our earthquakes are going into the sevens. They're everywhere and anywhere. You know, something like Haiti, the plates, the tectonic plates are broken. All part of the game. Can't meditate that away, and it has nothing to do with global warming. Nothing has to do with anything. It's just a program. In the program, at the end, 
the plates are going to shift. Is it going to cause an ice age? Not the way I see it. Is it going to cause destruction? It depends what you call destruction because in my perception of things, it's just a hologram. We're projected illusions in a hologram. So when it really all hits at the end of everything, it's we just leave. You just pop out of the physical grid and you go back into light. Scary thought for a lot of people because they equate okay. it with dying, but it's not like that at all. I am an optimist. I do not believe that that we're going to be nuked. I don't believe an asteroid is going to destroy us. I don't believe any of those prophecies. Uh, actually, most of the prophecies are very self-defeating. What they say is uh, if you don't shape your act up, then you're screwed. That's <laughs> pretty much it. Right. Yeah, but the absolutely. program itself doesn't allow you to shape your act up. Like, here we are, muddling and puddling along through the 90s into 2000s, all of us working so hard, people are working on themselves and, and, and healing and healing and self-awareness and this program and that program. And then what happens? People are getting stronger and more independent. Then the recession hits. And then what? You know? And then people have to become codependent again. It's really a catch-22. There's no way out of it. This program really has some kick-ass things happen with it. <laughs> well, it's the truth, you know. So it, as soon as you can wrap your consciousness around the fact that this is a learning experience, that's it. We're here to experience emotions, a learning experience that a lot of people are recording. We're here to observe experience and record and that's why everybody you know is writing a book writing a screenplay doing art doing music doing something creative because they are recording their experience here and then you take that and you leave pop we all go together Trust so me. you mentioned you mentioned the book just now so tell us a bit about uh, the book that you've written sarah and alexander um sarah and alexander okay back in what year was that oh 89 Christmas of just before Christmas of eighty nine, a client came to me and he had a computer left over from nineteen eighty nine and he said, I can give you a good deal. It's a computer, one of those old fashioned printers. Peter, remember the ones with the little holes on the side and you ripped the little paper off after you printed? You ripped yes. the side edges yes. off the printer. It was it was quite a while ago. <laughs> and he offered me a good deal on it and I had no use for it. Actually, I wasn't in school and I didn't need it. But he gave me a good deal, and I and Z kept saying, you got to get it, you got to get it. So I got it. And I put it down, and I had nothing to do with it, and I had somebody come and assemble a, a computer table for me, and I sat there. There was no Internet. It was 1989. I sat there, well, no, you know, readily into Internet, and I just looked at it. And then a very strange thing happened. I started seeing this this white stuff, I, I called it glitter, all over. I had Navy carpet, Navy comforter, I'm very big into Navy, and I started seeing it in these zigzag patterns. So I called friends over and psychic friends and all kinds of interesting people who were still around in the psychic world, and they'd say, what is that? I'm not vacuuming my carpet, I'm not even making my bed. What is that? They told me it was called angel hair, which I had never heard of, and they one of the psychics said to me, she said, this angel hair is linked to a little boy, and he's going to come to see you. And I thought she was, like, really weird, but I said, okay, fine, you know. 
on Christmas of 1989, I'm just sitting there looking at this computer, and the little boy came back as a six-year-old again, as Alexander, and he told me he was going to dictate a story to me. And he did, and over a course of years, I went back and forth with it, and I wrote the story of Sarah and Alexander. He said he came to Earth to meet an Earth girl named Sarah, and he wanted to tell me the story. Um, if your readers are wondering why I'm saying it quite this way, it's because I'm clairvoyant, clear audience, and I'm a medium, so I can talk to spirits very easily. And so Alexander told me the story. And through the years, people would come and talk to him, and it was just a very, very, very interesting adventure. The story behind Sarah and Alexander is almost as interesting as, as the book itself. Um, I finally finished the book and put it out for publication on 030303, and now I'm waiting to see if the screenplay is going to be produced in Hollywood, so we're just kind of waiting around, because uh, I'll know that in the next few months. The subtitle of the book is, is The Alchemy of Time. What do you mean by that? It means that alchemy means consciousness pretty much. You know, in the old days it used to be turning base metal into gold, but gold is part of blood and the bloodline, and it goes back to all those images of the gods who came down into Sumer with those little water, I call them water buckets. They had all these little buckets. I have a whole file on this. You find these gods in uh, Mesoamerica. You find them in Sumer. You find them in Egypt. They're just carrying these little buckets. And those buckets really had the blood and the bloodline. And there's some wonderful pictures I have of some of these gods seeding a tree. So alchemy goes to blood and bloodlines, but it really goes to consciousness, consciousness evolving back into light. That's pretty much what it is. It's these entities who um, are linked more to Sumer than anywhere else, and that's the Sumerian god stories and creating a biogenetic experiment. We are a biogenetic experiment. So that's it on that. <laughs> so, these blood, so these bloodlines then presumably have encoded in the DNA programs in those in those people? Encoded within the DNA is all of who you are, all of your experiences. Um, sometimes it's there's racial encoding. In other words, you know, like I'm Jewish, but I, other people who are not Jewish can have the codes from that bloodline. There is, there was an initial bloodline from which we all came. We all came out of the same bloodline. You know, if you're black, if you're white, if you're Asian, no matter what you are, you still came from that bloodline. And it was encoded in the initial eight cells from the very beginning, from the very first human. And those eight cells and all of the knowledge and all of the memory of who we are and what we're doing here is still sitting at the base of your spine. And it will ignite. You can't ignite it before it's time. It, you can't. It will ignite at the end of the program, and people will just know. We do have those original eight cells. Wow. So, this is, this, so, that's a, so it's also time encoded to that particular frequency then when you reach that point. Um, it's encoded to when the program itself reaches a certain frequency and it's going to shut down. Everybody's codes will ignite. You know, children get this. They get it more readily than adults. 
children are more open to UFOs and things. And my grandson, when he was one, I have a lot of grandkids, but one of them just wrote this whole little picture. He drew this picture, and this is Grandma sitting by her bridge, looking out over her bridge, and here's this UFO that comes and takes Grandma for a ride. And he didn't know anything about my background. He was like four years old. He knew nothing about who I am and what I do. You know, you can't, you know, I, nobody ever told him any of this stuff. You know, Grandma's in the closet, but um, <laughs> he, he just drew this whole little picture of, of UFOs and aliens taking Grandma for a nice little ride. And Grandma's happy. <laughs> wow. So, Ellie, we've got to go to our final break, and, and we'll return for our uh, summing up of the show in the next uh, segment. This is Peter Tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit PeterTongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at PeterTongue.com. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. 7th Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tung. And we're having a fascinating discussion today with Ellie Crystal, who has created an incredible website, www.crystallinks, with one L, crystallinks.com. And Ellie, just before the break, you were saying uh, how the children are much more open and uh, accepting of the changes and, and this greater awareness. So just continue talking a bit more about the children and the role they play today. Well, everybody has different opinions on, you know, what the children represent. I'm not one to go into the whole... Um, you know, children take us to the, uh, what do you call it, the indigo children. Yeah, yeah. And there is a difference between children who are psychically gifted, more aware, very intuitive, to what is defined as the indigo child who can't function in school and has ADD and emotional problems. You know, people tend to stick labels where they don't belong. Um, to me, children have always, always 
had strong psychic abilities. Children love animals. They love the feeling and the connection of nature and animals and gentle things. It's just what a child is about, um, you know, unless there's, there's something that would make the child sick or something like that. But most children smile readily. They're happy. They're these psychically gifted children. They know what's going on. They'll tell you what's going on. I've I've spoken to children. I've been around children my whole life. I was a child psychologist, and I was a teacher for many years. And I raised three children. And children, they know. They know. They just know. They can, You can look at a child, talk to them, and see how they're tapping up to get the information. It's like you'll ask a child a question about something spiritual, and they'll just kind of look up and think, and you can just see their whole mind going. It's wonderful. I think children are amazing. I've always liked children. And they are so much more open and and, uh, and less less of a place of judgment, aren't they? Yes. Some of the parents bring the children into the metaphysical circles, which if the children are open for it, that's wonderful. Um, Parents who are psychic, though, I have to say this much with my clients, when a mom in particular is psychic, she will show me the pictures of her two children or three children and expect me to say, oh, yes, your child is going to be as psychic as you, if not more so. Let children be children. Let them play. If they want to bring messages, great, they'll bring messages. Children hold their own frequency, but they need to be children. You know, uh, some people have their children learn Reiki and things like that. If a child is interested, it's fun. A child does not really have to give their energy in exchange in a Reiki situation. I, I don't really like that because they're bringing the negativity in from the person who's sick. And, I mean, unless a child really, really feels that they want to heal people and touch them and whatever, but the average child just needs to be a kid and go to school and have fun and play and do kid things. You know, they've got plenty of time. Well, not really anymore, but I know that I've read a lot of moms who they'll show me the pictures. I know what they want me to say. Your child is extremely gifted, came here with a special mission. Okay? The mission, which is really important for everybody, everybody here who's listening, has a feeling of, I have a mission, I have something I have to do, healing, helping, healing, helping. The mission is to raise your frequency enough so that you really understand what reality is, why we're here, and where we're going. Everybody is coded to feel they have a mission now, Uh, whether it's a little mission, a big mission, whatever it is, and you really, really don't have to, to, to psych on it and drive yourself crazy with hours of meditation to get there. You know, I found that, that people who tell me they meditate two, three hours, that's ridiculous. Once they close their eyes, they fall asleep. Nobody needs to meditate for two or three hours. If you really want to meditate to just balance your brain chemistry, do it for a few minutes. If you want to look for messages, you're going to run out of messages. How many messages are you going to get? You're doing it to relax the body, the mind, and the soul and to create a balance inside the brain. That's because the brain is an electrochemical machine and it needs to be brought into balance. So that's why, you know, yoga, meditation, whatever you want to do, um, 
You know, everybody who's listening has their own journey and their own path and their own way of finding the answers, but the mission is ultimately what is reality, why am I here, and where is it going? And it's, it's a hologram, and it's evolving back to light. That's the simplest way to put it. And so in, in saying that, Ellie, as we're coming towards the end of the, of the show, mm-hmm. uh, what advice then would you give to people, talking about adults uh, as, as well as children, but mainly the adults now, what advice do you give to adults as this um, program comes to an end in terms of what they should be doing in their lives on a, on a daily basis to help them uh, manage what is happening around them? Uh, we're in difficult times getting worse, to be honest with you. The economy, even in, in countries that were not affected in 09, 08 and 09, are, are becoming affected now in 2010. Um, the object is to keep yourself, keep it simple. That's what I always say. Keep it simple, keep it fun, keep it balanced. If anybody is in your life that is rocking your boat, as they say, causing you upset, try your best to find a way to get away from them and around them. You you don't deserve to be abused by anybody. You really should have some peace and some contentment. I mean, we all have to deal with day-to-day things. You meet people here and there that annoy you, but I'm talking about a regular abusive situation. You've got to find your way out. We've learned something in the first decade of the 1990s and the first decade of this century, and that is that most people are dysfunctional. They're just built that way. They come from dysfunctional backgrounds where people drink and drug and have mental illness, and this is the majority of the world. I'm not just talking United States and Canada. I'm talking the whole world where people are very, very dysfunctional. My pharmacist clients tell me 50% of the people that come into the pharmacy are on mood stabilizers because they really need them, you know. So this is about, this is a time about just finding some mental peace. The the um, old theory of you're not going to find it until you find the one, meaning the perfect partner who's coming in. You know, we're not kids anymore. That's a very nice outlook when you're 20 years old. And you're, you're in university or you're working and you're like, oh, I'm going to find the perfect person. And when he and she comes into my life, it's going to be blissful. You know, we've all moved a few years past 20 years old and we all know that that's just the romanticism and the sexuality and all of that. Just look for peacefulness. Don't look for the perfect partner. People have baggage. They have baggage and when they bring the baggage in even though you may think this is the person that i put the psychic energy out for and they're going to come and and initially it's all well and good go with your eyes wide open and try to take care of yourself don't wait for the partner to come in who's especially the women wait for a partner who's going to come in and take care of you because very often the payback for that it's just not worth it it's damaging to the soul so you keep your peace, you keep your balance. Um, don't lend money to anybody. <laughs> Why I said that? I'm just like seeing this psychically. Don't lend money. 
Don't get involved emotionally where you shouldn't be. Uh, don't do a startup business. <laughs> Hearing all these things, Peter, is that okay? If Absolutely, I yeah, 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 yeah. We're coming up to the end of the show now, so yeah, the, final, and, the final word. Oh, I mean, I should be ending it with some little cliche like go in love and light and all of that. <laughs> it's not Ellie. Ellie's not let's go in love and light. We're going back to light. We're going back soon. When you can conceptualize that we're just having an experience here and it's like a virtual reality hologram and that it's moving into higher frequency and we're going with it, you'll be fine. Then the rest of the world can go live out all their dramas. You find a peaceful place because nothing destroys you more than stress and anger. Nothing. Well, that's a great uh, note to finish on. Thank you so much, Ellie. It's been a delight having you on the show. Oh, Peter, I, recommend... I know I talked a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I recommend that you fine. all uh, take the opportunity to go and visit Crystal Links with one L in the middle, www.crystallinks.com, and be prepared to spend a few hours of your life there. It's full of incredible information, interconnected. Well, I, I thank you very much for including me in your journey. And for any of the listeners at home who want to go through Crystal Links, I think you'll enjoy that part of the journey, too. Go in, go out, do it at your spare time and your leisure. And I have two blogs also. One is Ellie's World, which I update every day, and the other is Easing. And they're really right on top of everything. So I thank you so much. This was such a pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. And and I agree with both of those comments, too. So uh, thank you so much for listening to today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. And my guest next week is Deborah Sky, uh, Soul Therapy, Your Personal Transformation. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. It's been an absolute pleasure to be with you. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation, wishing you a wonderful week. We hope that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tong for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.